0: You are now listening to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast.
1: All right, Hello everybody and welcome to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast. It is week three of the NFL season. Even though it's only week three, it always blows my mind how quickly these games seem to come. We just broke down week two and now here we are into week three. The Patriots coming off their first win taking on the Baltimore Ravens should be an interesting one to say the
0: least. Looking forward to talking about it. with My good buddy Rich Hill. Rich, how are you, man? I am doing well. I am doing well. I, I have the sincerest of apologies for you, Alec, as well as for all of our fans for uh, where our game recap went uh, from from this past game against the Steelers. And we'll give you a quick uh, refresh on what we had been talking about. But I had some tech issues for whatever reason, Alec. I wasted forty five minutes of your time. Uh, my headphones disconnected, and the the audio just wound up being myself uh talking to me for 45 minutes which no one wants to hear and so that is why we were unable to, to come out on tuesday but we'll give you everyone a, a brief recap of what our thoughts were uh, from week two before we jump into week three uh, so my sincerest apologies alec how are you doing
1: I'm great now because this is probably the first time in history anybody's actually been sorry they never got to hear me say anything, so <laughs> I feel nice. Usually no one cares what I have to say, so it's kind of a nice little mood boost for my Thursday morning. No worries. It happens. We're still getting used to this, even though it's been the pandemic for like three years. Figured we have to have this figured out by now, but we all do it, buddy. Nothing to worry about. Let's get into it, man. So Patriots-Steelers, Pat's got their first win, 17-13 victory in Pittsburgh. What were your early thoughts on the game? Are you happy with it? Are you sad with it? Are you mad about it? What were your kind of overall impressions?
0: Yeah, it was it was definitely a little bit of, I mean, always good to come with a win. Always good in Pittsburgh to, to come away with the victory because it's not the, the easiest place to play. Um, it was not the prettiest of wins, but a win is a win. Um, Yeah, so I would say there's like a few good positives. One, Nelson Aguilar had his best day as a Patriot. Uh, We'll break a little bit more of what that might mean against the Ravens uh, because I think if he's able to produce how we did against the Steelers against the Ravens. He could have an even bigger career day. Um, And I I thought that, you know, you had some good production. Jacoby Myers, nine catches for 95 yards. Damian Harris uh, wound up with like 87 yards overall and a touchdown. So that's some like pretty balanced offense. There's still some struggles with finishing drives um, and making sure that you're, you're, you know, putting points on the board. They definitely benefit from a Gunnar Olszewski fumble on a punt. Uh, Otherwise, this uh, could be a very different start to the season. Uh, but them's the bounces and so uh offensive line was great for what they can take moving forward uh the Patriots traded Justin Heron in my mind as a result of it Trent Brown had a great day Isaiah Wynn looks like he's settling into his role everyone across the board did pretty well so overall some really strong positives take from it biggest one being that they did win the game um but I did have some concerns but before I go into those what were your thoughts
1: Yeah, you said it. A win's a win. I think the defense continues to be the strength of this team. I think as long as the defense keeps playing the way they are, even though the Steelers' offense isn't anything crazy, Mr. Bitsky is definitely not the answer in Pittsburgh. 13 points is 13 points, and I'm very happy about that. So the defense is going to have the chance to keep the Patriots in games a lot. And yeah, other than that, Gunnar Oshesky muffed punt and the Aguilar 44-yard TD reception, like those are kind of the two deciding plays of the game. Not a lot of very memorable plays happened on the Patriots offense, but what I was very happy to see was you talked about the offensive line playing better. They seem to have gotten away from the zone run, gone back to that power gap scheme, which worked a lot better. Mac Jones had all the time to throw in the pocket, no sacks on him, which is really nice. I still think it's going to be a run-first offense. Uh, and I'm a little worried about how top heavy the Patriots receptions were. It was basically the Aguilar and Myers show and very little from everybody else. Zero catch for the tight ends. Hopefully that will be something they rectify as the year goes on. But if they can com- be consistent and produce yards and score in the red zone, which is still a problem for this team, uh, they're going to get some wins. And I think it's a good game to build off of. And it's a good game to build off, of especially because a very tough opponent coming to town this Sunday in Baltimore.
0: Yeah, totally. I completely agree, especially when you factor in uh, where some of my concerns are here. One is that both Jacoby Myers uh, on offense and Kyle Duggar on defense are dealing with injuries that will either limit them or keep them out of this game against the Ravens. Uh, And honestly, they are probably two of the most important players on this Patriots roster. So those would be Big impacts, even if they are able to play in a limited capacity. Uh, because on the offensive side of the ball, what you said, tight ends had zero catches. But you look at Hunter Henry, Devontae Parker, and Johnny Smith, six targets, zero receptions. Like, no matter how good of a blocker you think these tight ends are, and Hunter Henry has been an atrocious blocker this year, Johnny Smith's at least putting in an effort. Uh, putting up zero receptions for the amount that the Patriots are paying them Are is an utter failure. Uh, the Patriots need to find ways to get them better involved. These tight ends specifically Henry were the red zone offense last year. And so the Patriots need to get them integrated again. Like all three of these are the players that are meant to put the Patriots over the goal line when they need it. Uh, And they haven't been able to do it. And so uh, two weeks into the year, not a lot of production, if anything, from those three players. Uh, so nice to see Aguilar step in. I'm hoping that uh, when we're recapping this Ravens game, we'll be talking about how any of these three players, if not multiple of them, uh, finally had their breakout day as the coaching staff figured out how to integrate them into the offense. But uh, until that happens, I, I feel like this is you know year two of a failed double tight end experience.
1: Yeah, the Patriots just can't seem to find the two tight end offense they've been looking for. They either don't really pan out, live up to the contract or or they murder people. It's one or the other with the Patriots, <laughs> always. They just can't seem to figure it out. Uh, and again, it's also tough coming from The arguably greatest tight end of all time to just no tight end production at all it's a very big jump uh, away from the where you want to be but again i do think there's time they will figure it out and i think maybe just the patriots offense against pittsburgh just dictated maybe a little more receiver action run the ball a little bit more and maybe against baltimore where the defense is a little more fierce they'll be using the tight ends a lot more as chip blockers and screen blockers and flats so we will soon see about that um Defensively, like I said, Rich, this is a very strong unit. I know Trubisky is not a very good quarterback, but still 13 points is 13 points. I like the pressure they got. I like the way they were able to generate pressure inside the line. The running game was the second week in a row, basically non-existent, which is really important because Baltimore is a very strong running team. I'll be very curious to see how they talk about Lamar Jackson, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But, guys, I think as long as the defense continue to play well, hinging upon, as you mentioned, Kyle Duggar's availability, because that is a huge thing uh I think that the Patriots will be in the position for most teams in the AFC to stay competitive.
0: Oh, uh yeah, yeah, I think like yeah, <laughs> um this is a good defense. This is a very good defense. Uh you know, they got their hands on seven passes uh so seven passes defended, which is huge. Three sacks also very good production against a solid Steelers offensive line. So Uh, Yeah, overall front to back, very strong outing. And, uh, you know, uh, as we we talked about a little bit uh, on the podcast, that never happened. Um, The Dolphins ran show over the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, The huge comeback. They put up 42 points against Baltimore. Huge explosive plays left and right. And so if the Patriots defense is that much better than the Ravens defense, if they were able to limit the Dolphins because the Patriots defense is truly that good, then, yeah, the, the Patriots will be able to keep any opposing offense to sub 20 points or at least compete to do so. And if they can do that, then it really just comes down to what can Mac do on offense. For sure.
1: And so far, it's been a couple of bounces really for both games. Uh, you know, that, that strip sack fumble for the Dolphins and that interception that Devontae Parker should have gotten with the DPI call and then the muff punt and the Aguilar touchdown. Those are kind of the four key plays of the season so far. One's gone the Patriots way, one hasn't. But maybe this is the rubber match and maybe the bounces that go will go the Patriots way to get them up to two and one. But before we get to the Baltimore Ravens game, Rich, as we always do, uh, let's go around the league in week three. I think week two had a lot of really interesting and fun matchups, more great games. Uh, week three for me looks like a little bit of a letdown starting with Steelers Browns tonight. I will not be watching a second of that game. I have no desire <laughs> to watch the Steelers or the Browns. I don't know how the Browns blew a two score lead against the Jets in the last three minutes and the Steelers aren't a very good offense. However, there are some good games. Bill's dolphins is now a better game than I thought it was going to be. I think Packers Buccaneers has a shot to be a good game. The chiefs are going to absolutely roll over the Colts. So any game particularly want to break down before we get into uh, Pat's Ravens? Yeah.
0: I mean, I think the, a couple of good games that people might want to tune into are more in the afternoon slate Rams at Cardinals could be pretty fun. Uh, Packers at bucks will definitely be a good one. Um, but the biggest one that I would draw my attention to are Bills Dolphins. Uh, both two yeah. zero atop the AFC East. Bills clearly the class of the AFC, if not the class of the entire league. Uh, and the Dolphins coming on strong. Uh, they they seem to be clicking on offense. The addition of Tyreek Hill, the you know health of Jalen Waddle is really bringing them up to the next level uh, with what they're able to do with the passing attack. Uh, and you know it's really helping Tua out. And if they can you know put together a solid defensive effort, uh, this could be a really competitive game. It's in Miami, it'll be hot. Uh so will the Bills suffer the same trip to Miami issues that the Patriots historically do? I'm not sure. Um, uh, but I, I think that, uh, that will be the game that really says, okay, was the Dolphin like, are the Dolphins for real? Um, or, uh, will the Bills be able to take care of business and kind of keep the romp along, uh, where they, you know, beat the defending Super Bowl champs very easily in week one and beat the reigning number one seed of the AFC very easily in week two. Uh, and so the, the Bills haven't really been shown much competition. Uh, and so I'll be curious to see if the Dolphins can keep step with them.
1: I agree. I I really thought that the Dolphins would not be this hot. But again, the Dolphins are very weird because it wasn't that long ago they started off, what, like 0 and 7 and then went on a a win streak. So maybe they'll start off 7 and 0 and then finish 7 and 10. You just never know with that team. But the proof's in the pudding right now. And with Waddle and Hill, those are a seriously effective wide receiver duo. Patriots don't have, that unfortunately against Baltimore, but if they can put a 42 against the, the Ravens, it makes me feel a little bit better about the, the week one game. Uh, here's an interesting game, maybe not from a, a watchability standpoint, but there's two teams that are kind of on the ropes in September, which I'm real surprised at, and that's Raiders and Titans. Raiders yep. are 0-2. The Titans just got slapped around by the Bills, which is kind of the MO this, this season. This is kind of a must-win game for both of these teams, in my opinion. They're both dead last in their respective divisions, and if the Raiders start out 0-3, in the AFC West, it's kind of good night, Irene, for them.
0: Yeah. Oh, I completely agree with that about the Raiders. Uh, Josh McDaniels' uh, start is not going too great. <laughs> um, they were, like, in position to win, and they, they weren't able to pull it off. So, disappointing 0-2 start for the Raiders. I hope that they're able to to pull it off and turn it around. Uh, I think it's a different story for the Titans. Yes, they're 0-2. Uh, but this AFC South division is continuously the worst in the entire league. Like, absolutely atrocious uh the number one team in the division are the jaguars at one and one and we can all be serious no one thinks these jaguars are good uh so like uh, even if the Titans start like zero and four, I still wouldn't count them out of this division. I feel like this is going to be one of those divisions that's won by you know a seven and uh, or I guess like it's a seven and ten team now, not a seven and nine, but like a sub five hundred team is going to win the AFC South. And so even if it's a rocky start for the Titans, uh, I, I still don't think that they're out of the mix.
1: Especially with the Chiefs playing the Colts. You know the Colts are not going to win that game. <laughs> so yeah, I mean like I think it was I think it was was it two thousand and 2009, the 7-9 and nine Seahawks, the Marshawn Lynch run. So, yeah, I mean, it's not unprecedented for a 7-win team, even an 8-win team, to to win the division. The Jaguars are playing the Chargers, I believe, on Sunday. Yep. So they're going to lose that game, too. So uh, the entire AFC South could go oh for life this week <sighs> and still be really right in the playoff race. That's just a wild thing. Uh, a significantly better division, Rich Hill, is the AFC North. Even though the Bengals are 0-2 and the Steelers are kind of mediocre, the Ravens are a good team. Do not let the score or the loss fool you. It was. I- I'd be very curious to see, and we'll find out soon enough, that was just kind of like an anomaly. They got comfortable, or if the Finns are really that good – this is one of those games when we saw when it when f- the schedule first came out. We all had it immediately chalked up to a loss because the Ravens are good. We'll get the predictions later, obviously. But given what we've seen from the Patriots through two weeks, what we've seen from the Ravens through two weeks. Uh, are you at all confident going to this game?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I think that it's anyone's game. To to be frank, I, th- I think when you watch everyone's reaction, like, you know, look at the fan bases and see, well, like, what were the Ravens fans saying after their loss against the the Dolphins? And a lot of them are like, this ain't your, your you know, prior decades Ravens defense. This is a questionable defense that, you know, is very hit or miss. And then you look on the offensive side of the ball and it's the Mark Andrews show, but they really are just... You know, it's home run or nothing. And so they they have Lamar Jackson, who will carry the team as far as he can, And honestly, it's just a matter of, can the Patriots do their job against Lamar Jackson? And if so, then yeah, they'll they'll be in a position to win. This is why the Patriots have Adrian Phillips. It's why they signed Jabril Peppers in the offseason, is to get that speed at that linebacker spot, you know, that linebacker safety hybrid spot, to be able to ensure that Jackson doesn't escape the pocket, that he's not able to extend plays, that you can just squish and squish and squish him back in the pocket, and uh you know, if, if the Patriots are able to limit Mark Andrews, which will be a tall task because he is a great tight end receiver uh with especially with Kyle Duggar potentially missing time. uh if the Patriots can limit Mark Andrews, then they're going to be in a pretty good spot to make sure that uh if, if you know Andrews Jackson, that's the entire game plan.
1: Yeah, I mean it's funny if you think about the way that that game went out. I mean 21 of the 38 points the Baltimore Ravens scored came on big plays, right? There was the opening kickoff for the touchdown. There was that one play 75-yard touchdown drive to uh to Bateman, and then there was that really long uh, Lamar Jackson run. That was that's that's three of their their touchdowns. And so the rest all came on on and so you're not going to you t- your point about the kind of boom or bust explosive or nothing offense uh rings true and I one thing the patriots have always done for the most part even when they were really bad in those 2011s 2000 kind of 13 era defenses they are very good at big play prevention that's that's one area where they've historically done very well keeping everything in front of them Forcing quarterback to take what the defense gives them. And if they can they and dunk down the field and score, then fair enough. But usually there'll be enough plays that will force a mistake or an incompletion and go for field goal instead of points. And I think that's going to be the key, maintaining that. Got an integrity of preventing the big play because if they can limit Lamar Jackson's rushing ability, that's the real concern. Uh, that's why for every single reason I could possibly think of Kyle Duggar as my X factor, is he going to play? I don't yep. know. If he plays, how limited will he be? I don't know. Will he be able to take on Lamar Jackson? Will he be the guy in that robber role? Or it'll be more like a peppers, Adrian Phillips thing. I think Kyle Duggar will be kind of the, the centerpiece of this offense. I'm really hoping a uh, defense, excuse me. I'm really hoping he can go because I think that the Patriots can limit the big play. Uh, they have a legit shot to win this game.
0: Oh, I totally, yeah, completely agree. I'm going to stay with that same position. My X factor is, you know, Adrian Phillips. Um, although I know that, like, he also is banged up. And so, you know, yeah, the, the key players are all hurt. So I'll throw in Jabril Peppers. Like, all those two plus Duggar are the entire ball game for the Patriots. Like, however they are able to show up uh, will determine how the Patriots do on defense. Because... You, you look at how the Dolphins just got annihilated by the Ravens. I, I think they blitzed him, like Jackson, like 17 times or something like that. He completed 14 of those passes for like 170 yards and a couple scores. So like you can't blitz him. You absolutely cannot blitz him. You win this game with the mush rush. Uh, so you're going to need to be really stout on the defensive line. Dietrich Wise, Matthew Judon, going to have to have super strong gap integrity on the edges. I have faith in the middle with, uh you know, Barmore and Guy and Godshaw holding up the middle. So the Patriots really need to be strong with their mush rush um but yeah the the two key defenses are of Jackson and then of Mark Andrews because the other uh, other Ravens receivers Aren't people that you necessarily are like, Oh, they're going to take over the game. Like Bateman had that huge 75 yard catch. Absolutely. But he's not the guy. Uh, Devin DuVernay, that home run hit player who also, you know, had that kick return for that touchdown, but like he is not a reliable part of that offense. It's really Mark Andrews. He's the engine. He has 14 catches on the year, which is more than twice as many as the number two receiver. So Patriots bracket andrews uh make sure that jackson doesn't leave the pocket and they'll have a pretty good chance of being able to at least hang with them uh but the big question is what can the patriots do against this ravens defense
1: yeah i mean so before we get on to the the defense real quick so we got mark andrews he's a tight end uh is he the kind of guy you want to put a cornerback on him or a cornerback with like a phillips kind of safety help or are you doing quarterback with like a coverage linebacker help if you want to kind of bracket him who's your bracket going to be if you're if you're a
0: yeah. And that's a great question. I mean, like he's the type of player that in the past that you'd be like, all right, yeah, you put Stephon Gilmore on him or, or you put one of your you know top cornerbacks uh, out on there. I don't necessarily think that the Patriots need to approach the Ravens that way. I do expect this to be a pretty big uh, zone defense with that bracket coverage. And so it's going to be, you know, safety help. Uh, so of those trio that I've listed there, any of them, uh, plus like, you know, Jawan Bentley on the inside, Devin McCordy over the top, Uh, that's kind of how the Patriots are going to have to approach it. Uh, you know, hit him on the line. So you make sure that, you know, wise and Judon get their chips, whatever they can do to disrupt his rhythm. That's what they'll have to do. It's going to be a full defensive effort. I don't think I'm necessarily going to say, you know, one person is going to be this or, you know, these are the two bracket people. But on every single down, they're going to have to use some disguises to make sure that, uh, you know, Andrews doesn't get a free release and doesn't get to sit in the middle of the defense because that's how he picks up chunk yardage time after time after time.
1: Yeah, disguises and and limiting big plays. It might be a very frustrating game to watch defensively. Again, there might be a lot of underneath routes completed, a lot of very short completions as the Baltimore Ravens kind of march down the field. Maybe it's a scenario where possessions are at a premium because the time of possession and controlling the clock becomes an issue depending how the Patriots play this. I'm all about the man's own look. I think that makes a lot of sense. I don't want to get a hat on a hat because they have that burner speed. You get behind one of the cornerbacks, he's gone. And I don't think this Patriots team, I said it for last year, I'll say it again this year, I don't think this is really a team built to come down from like once you know 17 nothing lead this can't when they have 17 nothing in the first half against Miami that was more or less the game nothing I've seen so far has led me to believe that the offense can compete from a two score deficit. so hopefully the defense can keep it within one score to allow the offense to do the exact same thing march the ball down the field which you mentioned earlier in the podcast this is not the 2000 Ravens defense the defenses of the old are not exactly where we're at with Baltimore right now it's an explosive offense and an okay defense and it is capable of giving up big plays. Uh, however, the Patriots do not have Waddle and Tyreek Hill on their team. They have <laughs> Nelson Aguilar and Jacoby Myers, who might not even play. And two tight ends who haven't had really had, a, had a, a factor in the passing game. So is this going to be uh, a run-heavy game again? Is this a lot of run-heavy, maybe chip with the tight ends, get them in the flat? Or are we going to see... Non-Myers receivers, this is a big Kendrick Bourne game. We're going to see little Jordan Humphrey because he's got the size coming in. How are you attacking the Baltimore defense if you're the Patriots offense here? Yeah,
0: I mean, I hope that they don't run the ball that much. Uh, like, it, it's a it's a solid defensive front of this Ravens team. You know, Clyde Campbell, so one of the best defensive linemen in the league. Uh, you added Michael Pierce, who's a very stout nose tackle out there. Uh, at, like, the defensive front, Justin Houston, really still like still stout on the edge. Uh, Odafe Owe is, I believe, the rookie who's doing well on the edge as well. Like, they are pretty strong up front. Uh, and when you look at, like, the strengths and weaknesses that they have, Marlon Humphrey, He's a great cornerback out there. Uh, Chuck Clark, Marcus Williams, they're pretty good safeties. Uh, but uh, Kyle Hamilton has not been doing too well uh, as that rookie safety for them. I, w- I would say that there definitely are opportunities for the Patriots to try and replicate what the, the Dolphins were doing with those huge chunk plays. Um, but it's also important to note that, like, yes, they they had those few home runs, but they, they were able to, like, stay ahead of it. But, you know, they scored on, uh, what was it, five of their last six drives against the, the Ravens. Only like two, uh, one of them was that huge score at Tyreek Hill. They had one that was a 48-yarder as well. Uh, but a lot of those were, you know, just picking up regular chunk yardage you don't need to necessarily hit a home run out there um so I think Aguilar is going to have to have it. you know if he's able to build off of what he did last game I think that there will be opportunities for him to get another home run or two uh because this is a Ravens defense that I said not what we're used to and so I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was able to you know get another big catch to show that this past week wasn't an anomaly but my big money is going to be on Kendrick Bourne. He's my X factor right now. So long as Johnny Smith, Hunter Henry, and Devontae Parker are ghosts as receivers in this one, uh, and so long as Kendrick Bourne's snap counter is you know, hopefully going to continue to increase, he is the Patriots' best mid-range receiver. You know, Myers is your you know, six to seven yards down the field kind of a guy. Kendrick Bourne's your one where you get it to him and he's going to pick up 15 yards uh, a touch. And uh, if he's able to pick up where he was last year, He's going to be able to feast. I think that uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the the Ravens are going to overcompensate a little bit knowing that their weakness is though are those big plays. Uh, you know, double cover Aguilar, put some safety help over the top. I expect there to be room underneath for Bourne to operate. And if Mac Jones and Bourne can find that reconnection, uh, I, I think that they could go a long way to picking up those chunk plays, continuing to stay ahead of the downs and create further opportunities for big plays uh, for Aguilar, uh, as well as soften the defense for Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris.
1: Yeah, I like that. He's getting more reps each week. Maybe we increase that this week. You know, I, I still it, it's weird how they use little Jordan Humphrey's kind of an extra tight end on on running on throwing packages. But uh, I think my, Kendrick Bourne is not going to be like the the engine that propels the offense, but he is a crucial part of the 2022 campaign. Hopefully, whatever trouble he was in or issues he's working through, he's through the other side of it now. We'll start seeing more and more of him uh, each and every week starting on Sunday. Uh, it's funny, my X-Factor is a weird one because I, I'm I'm going out on a limb here, Rich Hill. Uh, you did it week one, I'm going to do it week three. And <laughs> John Lewis Smith is my X-Factor. Mainly because I'm thinking of this would have been a great game for James White if he was still on the team. Yeah, Ty Montgomery wasn't on IR, like a third down back to throw some screens, some good blitz pickup, short yardage outlets if the def- the defense gets in the backfield too quickly. Maybe Johnu Smith would be like a nice wrinkle as a, as the third down back for the Patriots. Somebody who can catch the ball and still pick up the blitz well and block. I want to see him line up in the backfield a little bit on clear passing down. Something about him just kind of the mismatch he can <laughs> with new formations. I don't know. I just want Johnu Smith to do something besides catch like two something. In the game. something. Um So I'm gonna say Johnu Smith will be the third down back in this. Patriot scheme because they really need one, and this is a great game for the third down back that they don't really have with Ty Montgomery being out, so maybe John who Smith's the guy, uh, maybe they'll do like a weird J.J Taylor call up or something but maybe they can get Smith in the backfield for a couple of reps keep the defense honest get some bubble screens going and gain some chunk plays there and that'll keep the defense from from feasting on Mac Jones too much because I don't think this will be a week where he doesn't need to clean his jersey after the games over the way it was at Pittsburgh they're probably going to get to him a couple of times so hopefully he's got an outlet receiver and maybe John Smith will be that for me.
0: Oh, interesting. I like that idea. I, I like getting him and being creative and getting him the ball as many times and as often as possible. Uh, just because uh, you need to, you need to do it. Um, I think also, you know, thinking of, of past historical references, uh, running, being on the ground has been huge against the Ravens. You think back to their 20, uh, was it 2020, 2021? It was 2020, I believe, matchup against the Ravens where they won, uh, Damian Harris had a big day on the ground, but Rex Burkhead was also a huge target on through the air. He had four catches, two touchdowns. And so who is ever is going to be that, you know, outlet receiver out of the backfield could be huge for the Patriots inside the red zone. So I love the idea of being creative and having it be John o. Smith as that guy. Um, you know what? Throw it out there too. Little Jordan Humphrey. You're gonna expect a couple pop passes for him because they put him in the Nikhil Harry role of that, you know, wide receiver that will add in some blocking to soften up the defense. But I think they're setting up for a, a leak pass for him. So uh love that for Johnny Smith. I have a proposal for you, Alec. I, I think we should retire Jonu Smith as an option for offensive X factor and just have a <laughs> Jonu watch section where we just talk about Jonu Smith every single week about what we can expect from him. Because I feel like this is a constant point of conversation for us is what can Jonu Smith do and can he do something? Uh We're on to year two of it. Uh And, and honestly, I, it's one of those things that's frustrating because it seems like whenever he gets the ball, he's super dynamic. He's just not getting the ball Uh, and so I I would love for the Patriots to give him the ball with room to operate underneath I think that this would be pretty favorable matchups as you said for Smith to have a good day and like of the trio of Johnny Smith, Devontae Parker and Hunter Henry, Smith had a pretty good outing in week one. It wasn't a barn burner or anything like that, but at least he looked like he was competing uh, more so than Devontae Parker, who just like, didn't fight for the ball often. And then uh, Hunter Henry, who just is looking lackadaisical as a blocker. And Smith at least looks like he has a fire in him. So I, I would love to see him get the opportunity to show up against this Ravens team.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'll allow it. We can retire the John Smith. You got one week one. This is my X factor <laughs> Smith X factor. That's fair. It's reaching for the cheap seats. I'll take it. John new watches on start the clock. Now I like it uh, again, Rich, this is interesting because you know, two teams coming off two very different games, a very high scoring kind of high powered game with the Baltimore game. And then kind of a low scoring grind them out, couple big plays here and there game against the Steelers. Uh, one team won, one team lost. It should be an interesting one. Patriots home opener, which could be some kind of X factor. Uh, I'm not sure if I just want, want to break down, Rich, but otherwise we get to our predictions here.
0: Yeah, let's move on to the predictions.
1: All right, so let's see. I had the Patriots winning 17-13. Ah, good for me. I was almost exactly right in my prediction. So we both have the Pats winning. You had twenty seventeen Steelers. All right, so I get to pick the first one here. I don't know why, Rich. Everything in me says the Patriots should lose this game. I had this game marked off as a loss when it first came out. And a lot's going to depend on what Baltimore has done to put that loss to the Dolphins behind them. That's the kind of game that can stick with you. You can have a hangover from it very, very easily. Blowing a lead like that when you're doing so well and then to have a team come back in your house and beat you at the last second like that. Obviously, there's a very good mental toughness test for the Ravens. And if they can't overcome it and have that hangover... Uh, the Pats can win this game. And for some reason, I think that's going to be the case. I- I'm taking the Patriots in this game, probably against my better judgment. I just think they're going to build off momentum. It's a home opener. They'll be fired up for it. Baltimore's going to come out kind of sluggish, and they'll be able to control the clock and-, and grind them out the way they did in 2020 in that blinding rainstorm when they went out of nowhere. So uh, I'm probably going to regret this when it comes your time to pick, but I'm going to go Patriots, uh, be a little optimistic, put my Homer hat on, uh, Pats 28, Ravens 23.
0: Wow. Okay, cool. Uh, high scoring affair. Um, yeah. I'm honestly, I'm going to go with the same path though. I think that the Patriots have a real chance to win this one. I completely agree that last, you know, that defeat at the hands of the, the Dolphins, huge hangover potential. And I'm also going to posit, uh, is this Ravens team good? They beat the jets in week one. Uh, they had that total collapse against the Dolphins wild their first four games of the season. The Ravens are playing, uh, all four AFC East teams. I just noticed that on their schedule. That's crazy. Um, I think that the Patriots will win. I I think that it will be a much lower scoring affair uh, than what you put out there, because I think that the Patriots, uh, they haven't shown me anything to make me think that they can put up in the high 20s. But I also think that they've shown enough on defense that I think that they can limit the Ravens in a way that the the Dolphins didn't in a way that the Jets couldn't. Uh, I'm going to go put together my 2017 prediction again. I'm going to go with the Patriots on this one. Uh, it might come down to you know a late uh, you know defensive drive where they have to stop Justin Tucker from being just the robot that he is. But I expect that the Patriots will have a, a couple big plays and go in their favor, whether it's an angle or a big touchdown. I think Bourne will do it. Um, I, I think that the Patriots have enough to keep pace with the this this Ravens team, and I and I really trust this Patriots defense to have another strong day against Jackson, who honestly has no help other than Mark uh, Mark Andrews. Like they don't have anyone on that offense. They they used to, you know, have some some deep ability. They used to have uh Marquise Brown that was giving them some speed on the outside. Right now it's just uh Mark Andrews. And if they hit, either hit or miss with the other players, I think the Patriots are going to force them to do a lot of missing. So Patriots winning this one 20 to 17.
1: All right. Rock down. Rich Hill's prediction week one, Patriots 2017. Rich Hill's prediction week two, Patriots 2017. Rich Hill's prediction week three, Patriots 2017. I am seeing a pattern and I'm okay with all of it. That is fine with me. We'll see what happens. We'll break this game down on Tuesday. Hopefully audio will not be an issue. We'll have some good news to talk about. Hopefully we're both right in some capacity. I always like it. We both pick the Patriots to win and the Patriots do win because I don't really care who gets the check mark
0: for the next week. But uh should be a good one, man. Awesome. Well, until next time, Alec, you have a good one. You too, buddy. See ya. Later.